Stacey and Daryl on 6.30 Chad is brought to you by Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoorservice.ca. Scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul and seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons speak with such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. We're so sorry, skeletons, you're so misunderstood. You only want to socialize. But I don't think no, you should not. 7.36. Skeletons should not socialize. Uh, so this morning on radio, because this makes an enormous amount of sense, on radio we are dressed up. <laughs> certain characters for Halloween. But the whole idea is we're supposed to have a voice. I don't have a voice for my character. I let the character's voice be the voice. Right here. But you have right the mullet, here. and you have the... I have the mullet, and I have the little puffy shirt. Uh, sort of, I couldn't find an actual 1970s era... Uh, not, but if, if it's I the bill, it's not, it's not bad. It's not a, like you. a tuxedo shirt. And you've got the hanky, the white hanky off the, um, off my off sleeve. the sleeve. So I'm meatloaf. You can call me meat or Mr. Loaf for short, if you don't mind. <laughs> and uh, Stacey says, I'm nah. She's not doing that. Uh, so <laughs> I did sing a little early. You videotaped that. Are you planning to do anything with that that horrendous moment in radio? Uh, of course. It's it's going to oh, be great. on the TikTok a little awesome. bit uh, later. But you're going to sing a little bit for us now. Okay, oh, go. No. <laughs> Come on. It is 7.37. Put um, your petty fogging meat. Let us hear your bountiful pipes. Well, I think now that you're speaking, you should explain who you are first. I'm Moira Rose. From Shit's Creek. Yes. The greatest I show ever that you wine. could, on the radio, say shits. Yeah, exactly. I love how you change the topic. I'll get into my character once you finish yours up. It's called deflection. Yes. Go ahead. What? Go ahead. Sing. Quick. Ah, uh, I don't know. We have a guest um, in studio. I know we do. We need to get to her because it's, no, it's a really cool, cool it. bit of story. Just do it. Uh, do stop I do it full stop acting like a disgruntled pelican, <laughs> Daryl. I couldn't take it any longer. Lord, I was crazy. And when the feeling came upon me like a tidal wave, thought it's wearing to my garden on my mother's grave. I would love you till the end of time. I swore. The studio audience is going crazy but in now here. I'm praying for the end of, of time. Of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up and arrive. And there's mine. Gossip is the devil's telephone. Best to just hang up. <laughs> Wait, is that your favorite? The, the devil's <laughs> telephone one? <laughs> no, it's fold in the cheese. Fold just in the fold, cheese. I don't know how many times I need to tell you, David. Just fold it in. I don't know what that means. I have no idea what that means. What do you mean fold it in? I don't know how many in? times I need to tell you. You could just tell me one time. Fold it in. One time. If you say fold one more time. Anyway. Anyway. David. We're ridiculous. Uh, Chris, uh, Chris, <laughs> Morley Scott <laughs> is playing the role of Chris Jones uh, this morning. Yeah, we'll hear from him uh, a little bit later. And we'll hear from him a little bit later on. And then our morning show producer, uh, Chris <laughs> Chris Gardner, is, is uh, Wolverine on vacation. So he has a life preserver on his swim trunks and a Wolverine mask. Both lame and brilliant all at the same time. I'm the best at what I do. <laughs> 
what I do isn't very nice. <laughs> Not in the least. No. All right. I love the next topic. Let's move on. We've left our poor guest sitting here watching this ridiculousness. I know. And she uh, seems a little underdressed, I think. So we're... <laughs> But nobody told her. Nobody told her. Next time. Next time, Joy. All right, Rutherford House. Uh, you, you know where it is. It's on the U of A campus. It's been on that site for more than 100 years as the university sort of built around it. The facility's now looking for Albertans to see if they have some historic items that will help return it to its 1911 state Very if cool. it's not already there. We've got uh, Joy Schellenberg. Uh, she is the curator of seasonal historic sites and joins us live in studio. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thank you for your patience. <laughs> and your understanding. And your acceptance. And your acceptance of our ridiculousness. Uh, I love this idea of going out and sort of, basically it's almost like crowdsourcing some things because people have treasures at home. They do. And they're often hidden away. And what we think of as a treasure, other people may not think of. So we look for things that uh, people may have um, product packaging, things like that, that are important What do you mean by product us. packaging? Um, well, your baking soda comes in a box. Oh. And so their baking soda also came in a container. Mm -hmm. But those sorts of things are often um, just discarded. But they make a difference in the house if you're looking in the pantry to see uh, what they would have had at that time. So take us back to 1911 and Rutherford House. Tell us about it for people who, who may not have been inside or, or know nothing about it. Sure. It's a beautiful house, as you said, located on the University of Alberta campus. And it was the home of Alberta's first premier, Alexander Rutherford, mm -hmm. and his family. He, his wife, Maddie, uh, was a homemaker and had a lot of hostess duties. And um, they also had two children, Cecil and Hazel. And we interpret it, it's basically a window into their home in 1915. And that's why you're looking for those little extras that help to bring it to life. That's right. So, like a, but it has to be sort of period uh, specific? That's right. So we're just looking for items that would have been in the house in 1915 or used by the people in But not in, the in house. this particular house. You're not looking for Alexander Rutherford no, no. stuff. Um, to some extent, we are. Okay. I think there are still some items out there that, that we haven't been able to find. For example, like, some books. Okay. Um, but also anything we can find from that era that looks as they would have had. So who would still have this? Stuff. It's more than a hundred years, and, and there, it seems to me that there is, it's it's sort of cyclical in this world of antiques and collection that it's either it's either a treasure or it's garbage, and they people just get rid of it. How many people still have some of this stuff? Well, I couldn't say, but I no, think but just every, as a guess. I, I don't know numbers wise, but we definitely get those calls and those emails mm. um, on a regular basis saying, "I have this item." Is it of interest to you? Um, for example, um, Chris actually is a, a metal detector mm -hmm. uh, person, and he found an item close to Rutherford House. And so that's sort of what prompted our conversation, I think, was he was curious if there could be a connection there. Uh, tell everybody what you found, uh, Chris. Right. Yeah, well, I saw Joy's uh, post on uh, Facebook uh, looking for items from Rutherford House. And uh, I just uh, the summer before this past summer, I was uh, metal detecting right across the street from Rutherford House uh, along this, the banks mm -hmm. of Saskatchewan Drive because I saw on Rutherford's house uh, website talking about how uh, they used to host a lot of parties there and they mm -hmm. had a lot of dignitaries come down and I thought, geez, I, I can't go on the grounds itself, but I'll go across the street. And, um, you know, you, you find the usual stuff, you know, the pop tabs and the nails, but I, I found this neat little brooch or a pin and um, I, I could tell by looking uh, closely at it that it was made up of a, a bunch of mosaic, a, a bunch of different... 
um, pieces of shell or gem that that are uh, put together in in the, inside the pin with uh, what I think is possibly gold twine. Hmm. And uh, so d- d- did a little research, and I realized this is old. This is like 1900s, you know, d- in, for its age. And uh, when I saw Joy's post on Facebook, I immediately sent her a picture and I said, "Hey, have a look at this." So it's, what does he have? What did he get? Well, I can't speak too much on no, the pin no, itself at this point. Is it um, cool? It's really cool. It's very beautiful. And so what I want to do at this point is do a deeper dive into the research that we have, maybe look at some of the photographs from the era, of anybody wearing something similar, that type of thing. So, um, yeah, so I have to sort of go away and do my research and then get back to She's Chris got her work it. cut out for it. It's about the size of a quarter, oh, you know. But, tiny, uh, but. It, when, when you zoom in with my jeweler's hoof, it's just intricate and beautiful and uh, says on the back, made in Italy. <laughs> you know, so this was definitely not out of a machine somewhere. Very nice. Very neat. All these treasures. Uh, we actually have uh, a text in from Russ saying baking powder came in in a tin and he has a few. He has it at the lake, so maybe you might want to see Russ's tin. Uh, can you stick around? We're just going to take a bit of a break. We want to we want to know how do we know if we have something and sort of the work that goes into determining whether it does make an appearance at Rutherford House. We're going to take a bit of a break. We're back with Joy Schellenberg from Rutherford House at the U of A campus. We'll be back after this. This Halloween morning with Stacey and Daryl on 6.30 Chad is brought to you by Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoorservice.ca. Seven forty-seven. Great to have you here. We're chatting with Joy Schellenberg, who's uh, with Rutherford House, a curator of seasonal historic sites, and uh, just looking for anything that would fit into the era of Rutherford House from from way way back when. I'm curious if you get enough people, but you can't use everything. Uh, are there other places that some of these artifacts can go, or that you can direct people to? Yes, actually, the museum community is actually pretty tight knit, mm-hmm. and so we're very much aware of what we're all looking for and so often we'll just say you know what that's not going to work for what we're looking for but by all means you know try contacting these other museums as well yeah um we're not um experts in antiques Uh, how do you know if you have something that you might be able to use well Personally, because we're looking for very specific mm-hmm. items, um, I'm looking. I have uh, research that was done for the house specifically. Um, one of my favorite sources is actually historic catalogs, um, and mm. so if you, we know that Rutherford's purchased items from the Eaton's catalog, so even mm. though they may not have purchased that particular item, we know what the items looked like in that era that they may have been purchasing. Wow. Um, and then other, you know, archival documents, photographs, things like that. So if I have something that might be of interest to you, what do I do? Uh, the best thing to do is to email me a photograph of it, and I can then, that starts the process. I'll look into it a little further and determine if it's something that we're <coughs> interested in, then I might want to actually come and take a look at the object itself. And as Daryl was saying, if it's not going to work for us, then I will certainly recommend other um, institutions that might have a different collecting policy. So is your email available through the website, the Rutherford yes. House website? So Yeah, so joy.schellenberg at gov.ab.ca. Okay. What's the coolest thing that has been brought to you? Oh my goodness, that's tough. Um, well, I'm I right really, here. Yeah, <laughs> this is actually very, very neat. Um, 
Yeah, I'm I'm kind of a textiles person, mm-hmm. and so when I see any garment that's handmade and has the intricate detail, that sort of thing, I think that's sort of where uh, where I lean. And also that that can hold up and survive in any kind of decent condition over a hundred years later. Absolutely. If you, do, you, do people still have this stuff in their closets or they their tickle trunks in the attic Absolutely. or wherever? People love to keep things, and there, and there's always that meaning attached to it, mm-hmm. right? So it's grandma's whatever, and, and you you need to make that personal connection often. Or sometimes people do just enjoy the object itself, but when they're done with it, then they're looking for a new home. And do you pay for it, or how, how does that transaction work? Um, we rely on donations. Okay. But for a lot of people, I think they want it could it could take up space on a bookshelf or take up space in a box somewhere. They kind of want to be able to share it and have it go to a place where it's appreciated. That's exactly right. Everybody can learn from it, and when you see it within the environment of the house, you learn that much more because you can see how it was used, where it would have been in the house, that sort of thing. And so, absolutely, you're sharing that knowledge with everybody that way. Joy Shellberg, this has been great, and we are so thankful that you could continue a conversation with us in our ridiculous current states, <laughs> in our in our black wigs, <laughs> and not even not even blink an eye. Well done. Yeah, you've seen Thanks it all, in fact, <laughs> through history. <laughs> Joy Schellenberg is a curator of seasonal sites, historic sites, and, uh, you know, if you have something, perhaps, that might fit into... You know, the time period is 1911 to 1920. 1920. Uh, it might fit into uh, Rutherford House on the U of A campus. Give her a shout. And, and Chris, we talked about this uh, yesterday. If it's worth something, you would rather... Not oh, have the money. No. You would rather have it on display and I'm go not, in and say, I found this. I'm not this thinking, was mine. Yeah, I don't go metal detecting for money, even though I do find a lot of money. Uh, my, my goal is eventually to get something in a museum that I found that others can come and enjoy and maybe have it professionally cleaned. And, uh, you know, this is one of a few items that I've set aside as a possibility for that. Very and cool. You, you do refurbish some of the stuff too, right? Yeah, we have a conservation team that uh, that looks after the object itself. So it looks way better than it has been on the <laughs> shelf for all those decades. Uh, RutherfordHouse.ca. If you want some uh, more information, you can find uh, Joy's uh, email through there. Uh, thank you so much. Good luck in the search, uh, the continuing search for history. 